Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. Uh, no, you're not seen double. You're joined by me, Billy. I am the host of the whole shebang. I'm joined this week by the promoter, the owner, the proprietor, other words, of Fair City Wrestling, John Young. Welcome to the show. Good evening. How are you doing? I am I'm not bad. Like we were saying just before I hit record, I, I'm just like, I'm you from the past with the, yep. the old FCW t-shirt. Uh I'm just glad I didn't wear your glasses because I think we would have been very, very confusing. Um, so, <laughs> so, like two doinks. Uh, so, yes. uh, I'm really excited about this episode because it's a, it's a company that's certainly been uh, very, very vocal uh, since since its inception in a good way, uh, as as you've been bringing in quite a, a good number of guys and. And what have you but i want to speak to you first not fcw's john young uh, so first question i think everyone will know it by now how did you get into wrestling um my cousin tracy Cunningham, who some may know um as spike tierney's mum um her and her friends were watching uh superstars or wrestling challenge or something in 1992 um and the match that they were watching was a tag match featuring the nasty boys and they did the pit stop the you know the putting the face into their armpit manoeuvre um, and just thought to myself, what is this stuff? So, um, you know, it took me a couple of months every so, so often going over to our house and every time I was there, she was watching it. And I think we were watching, uh, yeah, SummerSlam 92, um, Brett and Bulldog, that old chestnut. And then that's when I kind of started to enjoy it. And then what hooked me was Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, Royal Rumble 93, and I've been I've been hooked ever since. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's well before my time, but I am catching up with it. I know that you you you're a bit of a fan of OSW Review, so that's how I'm kind of catching up yes. with these kind of old older shows uh, nowadays. I mean, I, I do have the network. I'm on the network if you don't know already. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> uh, is where I, that's how I'm catching up with these. Is there any initial favourites? Was it was a Brett initially or yeah? Oh Brett, yeah, definitely. Just the technical side of it, or just like complete package. The whole, that? the whole presentation, the whole presentation, like from te the technical side to, to just the that hot pink. You know, that was so unusual. No, you'd get a grown man wearing hot pink, but it was just so cool. Yeah, yeah, he, he made pink cool. <laughs> so that was kind of his thing. Um, yeah, I know. I know your favourites, and um, just not wrestling related was Think. Uh, yes, I'm right thinking that. So he would he would be ring announcing then. Yes. So yeah, was that another one where, where you heard his voice and it was just like, I'm paying attention kind of thing? Oh, very much so. He, he is the absolute master of ring announcing um, in any sport, boxing, MMA, anything. Nobody, nobody was better than Howard Finkel. Yeah, I loved it. They brought that back for the greatest match ever. Um, Randy Orton Edge they had the Fink doing the, the introductions, yes. even though he yes. passed away uh, what, months Yes, it was a nice prior. touch. It was, yeah, it was a nice touch. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Um, okay, so briefly from that, how did you go from being a wrestling fan to somehow creating your own company? I know there's a, there's a big chunk in the middle, which we'll, we'll probably briefly get to, but how did you go from that to FCW? Well, um, I mean, we could jump straight into the bit in the middle because, you know, it's quite integral to um, FCW's inception, to be fair. Um, in Dundee, there was always the, the the joke of 
fans jumping the barrier and being part of the show, which is very much what happened in my case. Um, I'd been, I went to a show in Ardler and there was um, a sort of substitute ring announcer because Chris Duke had left, so they'd brought someone else in to be a ring announcer, so I'd offered my services to do so. Um, and that turned into being, being a commentator. And then uh, editor and filmer and everything, basically. So I was, I was using my own money to fund um, sort of upping the production value there. Um, and, I, you know, for a long time, me, Kev and JD Wilde were talking about, you know, Perth's lying empty. Nobody runs Perth. So I asked permission and that permission was granted um, because someone else had run there before. And um, before we knew it, there we were. Is that, so is basically that... FC, the FCW was a way for me to make some money back for um, my other endeavours, shall we say. So that means we have uh, another thing in common, other than our dazzling good looks and bald heads, is uh, we've both done ring announcing in the Arthur complex. Ah, there we I did announcing <laughs> for one show. I did one match. I was ring announcing at the Arthur complex um, as part of a storyline, um, which obviously I didn't get paid for, but I was there as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I took my bucks in exposure, uh, which actually... Yes. To be honest, it did help with with, uh, with the whole OSWTV at the time and uh, into um, SWN, uh, it's called now. So it it it, it paid it paid back. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a wee bit of tri trivia if anyone's keeping score. Um, so Perth, why Perth? It was just because it was lying empty, or basically, yeah, it was an empty city. Um, I don't think there'd been any wrestling shows in that city for two, three, four years, something like that. I think the last show that was there featured Thunder Rosa and the Alpha Female um, at the Talk Institute. And then I think, oh, that's right, um, there was some issues in Dundee, so um, the shows got moved to Perth. They did two shows in the Talk Institute, um, and then they go back into Dundee. So from then, I just, you know, the Talk Institute's nice and cheap venue to hire. Um, it's a good size. Um, and again, you know, Perth was lying there empty with no wrestling on the regular, so we thought, why not take advantage of that and try and make some money? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's how all good things start. So, um, so be yourself, uh, Kevin Williams as well, who previous guest. He's your, uh, he's, he's the man with the pencil, as he says. Yes, um, indeed. And you've also got quite a, a back backroom team now because of all the all the stuff happening, the speaking out movement, and what have you. Um, so, what was it like, like putting together your your uh, FCW Avengers, so to speak, your, your, your team. <laughs> well, we like to be more official. We call them, we actually, you know, cause, because we've gone legitimate and are now a limited company, um, I have a board of directors, basically, um, with me at the top, the chairman, cough, cough. Um, uh, Kevin Williams is effectively the promoter, because he's the one that's, he's the one that's, that's you know, matchmaker, um, creative, all that sort of thing. Um, we also have Darren Barker, who other people know as JD Wild. Um, he's on board as a director. We have Mrs. Kevin Williams, Lindsay, who is our uh, head of human resources. And we also have um, my wife, Jessica, who is um, our chief financial officer. Yeah, so, uh, so, yes, quite, we've built quite the team. 
Exactly. And I know that, 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 of course, there's obviously some relationships there, but you've got some people that are not in the wrestling uh, world yeah. and they're not wrestling. I feel, I, 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 I feel that's vital in this, in this current uh, climate to have uh, a few people that are not within, you know, that have not been reared in the business to get involved at that sort of management level. Absolutely. I mean, they, they can kind of sit back, look back and go, no, this, this is weird. So it's yeah. like if, if we go like, oh, this is what I was, I was taught back in my day. No, that's, that's odd. Don't do that. That's yeah. silly. And I mean, Mrs. Mrs. Kevin Williams has um, certainly shot down a few ideas um, in the last little while. And, and, you know, I'm very grateful for it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, and also, again, because I don't know Lindsay's position in wrestling. I don't know if she, she actually enjoys watching it or she just supports supports her husband in it. Uh, but she, she can be the, again, voice of reason. And also, you're wanting to get casual people in. So if you're going to do some crazy wild angle that only a very a minority in your crowd is going to get, then it's yeah. not going to do anything to actually uh, get yeah. a crowd in, which... Uh, that's how that's downfall of some companies that just do I think so some things to pop three people um, yeah. so FCW we've had was it three three shows three shows three before? shows yeah yeah because Name Mercy was supposed to come up and then everything went haywire uh, which yeah. I've watched I've reviewed I've clearly enjoyed by the the reviews that I've put out um, so we'll go back to the first show what was it like? Was it a bit mad? Was it madness? Was it nervousness? What What were your feelings going into the first show? <sighs> Quiet confidence, I would say, to be honest. Um, I mean, the shows that I'd worked beforehand, I'm used to being absolutely out of my head with stress, running about daft, um, sweating, worrying, shouting, swearing um, that things aren't getting done properly or whatever. Um, whereas the first FCW show, everything was just, it was done. Everything was, you know, everybody was mucking in. The ring was built in plenty of time. The, the entrance set was built in plenty of time. All the tech stuff was set up in plenty of time. It just got to about half an hour before doors. And, you know, everyone's just kind of casually sauntering around, chatting, having a laugh. Everything's ready to go. It was, it was very, very unused, unused to that sort of scenario. And the key to that, I'm guessing, would be because you, you, you picked your team. You picked your the guys that were in the show. Uh, yeah. and Kev, you and Kevin both kind of put together the the roster, um, so you knew if there was any. You didn't didn't have any people that would kind of stir the pot or or uh, rustle any ruffle any feathers or anything like that. Um, it would just make it a nice easy ozy time. Um, yeah. I am planning to get to one of your future shows. Um, I've I've already put the groundwork in t because when I'm going to shows outside of Aberdeen. We'll put a little bit of groundwork in to, to convince my wife to go because yeah. she's she'd like, she'll go to the wrestling, but she's not making a special trip to go hours away to go to the wrestling. So we know uh, you've got Dundee shows hopefully next year. Um, so oh, I know oh, no, we def we definitely have Dundee shows. We've um, we've got at least one venue secured in Dundee, uh, and that's Church for our over eighteen shows. Um, and I'm still waiting to hear back from the Adler Complex for confirmation. Um, we've, I've had four or five very lengthy and very pleasant conversations with um, Fiona Cook, the administrator there. Um, she's very keen to bring us in. And um, I, I guess it's just a matter of waiting for the complex to open now. Mm -hmm. um, once, I don't know, phase four or whatever we need to be in for that to happen um, in order for dates to be confirmed. But 
we're, we're very much getting there. Yeah, well, I've already put the groundwork in. Rancho Pancho seems to be the, the, the decider. Well, actually, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I would vote for the Mexican Grill um, over oh, right. Rancho Pancho, yes. Oh, I went, I went there uh, before uh, a Caird Hall show. I didn't actually go to the show itself, but I went there that week. And uh, yeah, we went to the Rancho Pancho. It was just, it was just ridiculous. We were just like, right, yeah. next time I'm dragging you to wrestling. And <laughs> thankfully, it's you guys that are they're going to be there next time. Because uh, I know they're the complex. It's a, it's a little bit, not either way, but it's a, it's a little bit of a... a out of the way from the centre, but it's it's yes. a great venue. It's it's really spacious and it's got a big balcony as well, which I'm sure yep. someone will take advantage of. Come, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the first show, kind of. I mean, when I watched it, it seemed without a hitch. It was fairly straightforward. There's a little bit of issues before it, wasn't there? Because the show, the first match was supposed to be uh, Aspen versus uh, Zach. Exactly, on was it? No, Ken Caden, and then it was changed to. Uh, to no, Zach it was Zach. It was Zach Leon, um, but Zach had a scheduling conflict. I think he'd um, he had a holiday booked in London that he couldn't cancel, or or was sort of on pain of death by his wife not to cancel. So um, we understood, and we made the changes accordingly, and it, it worked out well. And then we, we eventually got the match with Zach and Aspen anyway. So yeah, so as well, it ends well. After that first show, again, was was it kind of just you're all fairly chilled about it because it went yeah. well, or Nice yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, for that first show, um, I sat at the tech table, like controlling the entrance music and whatnot. I felt like I was a fan just sitting enjoying the show. Like, I, I don't feel like through, throughout that show, I don't feel, feel like I did very much. It just that show flowed effortlessly. Did it kind of make you and, shocked how easy, not how easy, but uh, how straightforward it can be? How, how straightforward it should be, yes. <laughs> Um, so, so for you, did you, you did the all the entrance graphics as well? Is that right? Because I know there's yeah, a few that's all that's all me. Yeah, so all, that ed, all that editing and graphics and all that stuff. That's more or less me. Yeah, and, and you put up the shows on Vimeo as well, which is how yeah how I watched it from 130 miles away in Elgin. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you, what what was your kind of training for that kind of stuff? Was it all just kind of picking up as you go for for graphic yeah. work and yeah, pretty much. Um, the the person that was responsible for editing in, in Dundee um, before me um, took a sudden hiatus, uh, a permanent hiatus. So it was more or less I picked up the ball and taught myself as I went along, um, up until the point where we are, where we are now. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty damn good. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely. I mean the. the Production quality, especially for someone who's kind of teaching themselves as they go along, is is uh, far better than I've I've seen from from stuff online on on YouTube and that, which is yeah. got a team. I mean, before, before this, I, I've got I've got no like absolutely zero history in graphic design or video editing or any of the sort. Um, it's all been flying by the seat of my pants for close to nearly three, either three or four years now. I can absolutely sympathise because everything that my website is, is I've made. So <laughs> logos, they're mine. I've made everything and for, for this. Just because one, one hand is I, I, I'm not paying for anything. I, I'm doing it myself. And secondly, yeah. I'm that much of a control freak about it. that I've, It took me long enough to get like Adam 
to do his own stuff on the site. He'd always send them to me, right. and then I'd put them on. Yeah. Where it took me, I think he was writing for me for about two, three years before I went, right, I trust you to do it without doing anything weird. Here, Here's the here's the password. Here's the keys to the castle. Don't sure. Take your shoes off at the door kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I've, I've it, I can definitely sympathize with it, especially, I mean, mine's just doing it online. I mean, I mean, the promotion itself is, I'm working to a very limited audience, uh, but especially if you're, if you're hiding venues and, and making sure people want to come back to, to the shows because yeah. they've got to be safe and they've got to be, oh, it's just, I couldn't imagine uh, how much effort it would be. Even yeah, if, if you yeah are. There's, some, uh, there's some real hard work ahead of us now, um, especially with all the, the procedures that we're all sort of willingly putting in place. Um, as a community, as a wrestling community, we're all sort of working together to put these procedures in place. There's a lot of hard work ahead now. And especially... I mean, I, I wouldn't be wrong in saying, especially for yourselves, because you, I said in, before you had your first show, you were this bridge between the the Dundee places and Aberdeen as well, because you were bringing in guys, uh, you had Caleb Valhalla booked, you had Aspen and that as well. Um, you're kind of that bridge between the two where you could see these kind of matches you didn't think you'd see anywhere because of the because of the relationship between the two. Um, well, that's, that's certainly, that was a driving force behind FCW as well, was to give the trainees in Dundee the, the opportunity to rub shoulders with people they might not necessarily get the chance to rub shoulders with otherwise. So even then, so there you, you, you started at the back foot trying to build these relationships because, because of, of the stuff that had been spoiled uh, previously. Yes. So, um, yeah, so, so it's, it's just really great to see that, that even if it's just, it might not be behind closed doors as nice, but seeing it on Twitter, um, seeing, seeing yourselves and, and uh, those that I didn't think ever would interact, interact, it actually makes me excited to see more shows uh, in the future. I mean, I'm excited to see wrestling anyway. I'm, I'm absolutely champing at the bit to go see wrestling again. But it's, it's great to see this, these relationships start to thaw and hopefully uh, maybe see something beautiful out of it. Um, I mean, yeah, there still, is, there still seems to be a, a fair bit of frost out there, but hopefully through time we can de defrost all of these um, all of these relationships. Absolutely. Um, I'll throw one of the questions that we've got in uh, from Brody Adler. Uh, I don't know if you if you've seen. I think you've seen one of the questions at least um, that that came up. But Brody asks if you could have any match, any wrestlers dead or alive, any stipulation, what would it be? Doesn't A have match? to be one or one. Um. Let's, let's pretend that I'm a technical wrestler then, shall we? Um, I'd love an Iron Man match with Rhett Hart. I mean, you could probably drag to it. <laughs> that's, pure, that's pure fantasy. I'd last 30 seconds with that guy and he'd have me blown up. <laughs> uh, for, for booking for FCW, what match would you want? Dead or alive? Anyone? Who would you have in there? Oof. Um, I would say Owen Hart versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I'm. 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 I've, I mean, it'll be a bit weird, right? The second, because of course. But uh, yeah, definitely. If we're going fantasy booking, that's. I don't think you'd get a more entertainment entertaining match that can. Um, just, I think it would actually cater to every corner of, of every, an audience. Every possible, yes, exactly. Every possible yeah. audience. You get the wrestling. You get the high flying. You get oh, just yeah, man. I just want to see that match now. Yeah. Um, I'll go for our, our fan question we've got here from Brent Carter. 
Of course, he did a past episode with us. So did Brody, actually. Everyone's asked a question, except one has done past episodes. Uh, anyway, Brent Carter, favourite member of Kai and Tai? Favourite member of Kai and Tai? Um, I would say Dick Togo, um, purely because of his amazing scent on bomb. You know, you know what? That was actually Brent's choice, because Kevin Williams tried to jump in with uh, why is it Taka Michinoku? And no, was... and he would say he would say Takamichinoku because of the the Royal Rumble 2000 elimination, where he, he did a full flip and landed on his face. That that is exactly what he's got here. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. His Rumble 2000 elimination alone uh, made made it Kevin's favourite. I like Funaki, um, but not as kind Tai Funaki. I like Kung Funaki. Uh, which, oh, <laughs> I think we're going to see Smackdown number one. Oh, that. oh yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah, that's up there. But just for his theme alone, Kung Fu Knockout and how <laughs> how it actually came about with with was it? I think you were speaking to our truth, and you told our truth that his his first name was Kung, and yeah. he went, "Oh, it's Kung Fu Knockout," and then that's how yeah. we got Kung Fu Knockout. There we go. Uh, how, yeah. Even though you and I and almost everyone else knows that his first name is Show. But never mind. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Show Kung. Show Kung Fu. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so your wrestling habits then. So you started watching 1992. Uh, that would have been just on the cusp, uh, cusp of uh, like the kind of golden age. Uh, golden age. Is that right? Anyway, uh, Hulk Hogan's that and into New Gen. So, yeah. Uh, growing up, so New Gen, was that your kind of wheelhouse? Your, your guys with jobs? Was that your kind of favoured yeah. part the, of the wrestling? The, the, the occupation wrestlers, yes. Duke and the Dumpster and all those guys. Any particular favourites or is it Duke, Duke the Dumpster? Um, Duke, Duke was a good one for me, yes. Um, I mean, they were all garbage, really, weren't they? Well, TL, Hopper Duke, Duke and all that stuff. Technically, really was, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah you had well, Skinner. Uh, yeah. Skinner. Skinner, yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was a very lean time. Like Skinner and Bossman and stuff. They were all kind of before my time. Like Bossman's last match with the with the Federation was was the Rumble '93, um, before he buggered off to WCW for a, for a wee while. Um, so I, was, I, I, I kind of feel like as I was beginning to really enjoy it, that's when proper wrestlers like Brett and Owen and Sean and Razor and Diesel and all these guys really took centre stage and the, the, the occupation wrestlers kind of took a back step. Um, so yeah, I, I, I more or less grew up with the click and the BSK. And uh, so was it just WWF or you, did you kind of flip back and forth between WCW and... I didn't that? really start watching WCW until probably very late 98. Um, when they started showing Nitro, uh, no, they started showing Nitro on Bravo, ah. on Sky, um, and then later Channel Five. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd seen almost none of WCW until about 1998. Um, anything that any exposure to WCW I had was the magazines, like Power Slam magazine. Yeah, um, I, I, I remember Worldwide just because every chair shot was the big Batman, like Kapow. That's right. That's right, stuff, yeah. Uh -huh. Which made it weird for, for when it came to it, because I didn't watch it at all. That was my only exposure, it was worldwide. I'd come home after football training, and if I was lucky, I'd get a, a hold of the, the on-digital, ITV digital remote, 
and get onto <laughs> Channel Five and watch uh, the like last half of of uh, Worldwide. Um, so Invasion was a very weird time because all these guys are coming and going. I don't know who Mike Awesome is, um, yeah. but he looks cool. <laughs> so, um, so so yeah so. If, was there any lapse time, or was just it would just be constant since '92, and that's that's been '96. '96 was my lapse time. Um, we moved house. My mum didn't bring the cable with her, and we had Channel One to Four and nothing else. So I had no access to the WWF in '96. But to be fair, probably a good thing because I've since gone back and watched more or less everything from '96 on the network, and it's it's not great. If, if there was the, the leanest year of the lean years, that probably was was it although yeah. uh, uh from my own just, i would have thought 93 but when you go back through 93 there's there's some there's some gems in there but yeah oh yeah god summer summer slam 93 man it's a fantastic one of my top five shows of all time well now, now that you've said you've got top five shows what are your other four i've really stepped in it now haven't i <laughs> um you can't you can't have your own shows <laughs> let's see many a 10 Okay. Mania 14. Invasion. Hmm. And Mania 20. There I, you go, there's my top five. I thought you had a brief pause there thinking I was going to go, oh, not Invasion. I loved Invasion. I, I Invasion loved was whole fantastic. I loved whole, that whole oh, God, yeah. That whole, yes, I agree. Fantastic. I, I went back and watched, uh, I've been, well, when I was downstairs, when I, my home office was in the living room and uh, Telly was right next to me, I was watching uh, Roz just back to back for eight hours a day. And uh, from that time, oh, man, wrestling was so cool. It was just yeah. all these guys I never knew because I didn't, I barely watched WCW um, outside of Worldwide. So I knew who Charlie Barrera was, that was about it. And uh, it was just, it was just seeing all these, these cool guys fighting each other and it was just the best time. And anyone who says otherwise, just, I don't think they enjoy wrestling as much as, as, as people. Um, so yeah, Invasion was cool. All the way up to Survivor Series, got a bit strange into 2002, got a little bit. Well, there's no one else now, so we've just got our, our own stuff to deal with. Um, yeah. And ECW, around about that time, or again, was it just... ECW was more a tape a tape thing. Um, there used to be this sort of um, shady videotape shop in the Keeler Centre in Dundee. They would always stock um, ECW tapes, so, you know, like... Um, Hardcore Heaven 97 was, was a cracker that I got on tape. Um, there's a few other shows here and there, and then... I th I think, was it Bravo? Or one of these channels in Britain that started there on ECW, Hardcore TV, um, in like 99. Um, so that was that was Destination Viewing as well, um, keeping up to date with ECW. So yeah, I was a big ECW fan back in the day. Yeah. Awesome. And so from your, your past watching of shows, I mean, nowadays, uh, of course, that would have been a number of years ago, uh, just about 30 years ago. But uh, do you think what you watched growing up is kind of, um, set into motion some things you want to happen with FCW, maybe some stories you kind of want to pick from 93 or or is it just a case of just letting the wrestling do the talking and kind of figure it out from there? I would, I would say, yeah, I liked, I'd like to focus more on the actual in-ring wrestling, um, especially for the first few shows. I mean, that's where we were going um, to begin with, was just putting on a few matches, seeing who had chemistry with whom and what we could derive from that and take it from there. Um, but I, I wouldn't say I've got 
many stories in my head that I want to that I want to steal from them. I'll let other people do that. No, you're not, not going to have Looking Sharp come out with with the trash can and uh, looking for rubbish. No, nothing like that. I'll leave that up to him. <laughs> so the, the talent you had in your in your first show and for the, the three shows that you've had on has has been uh, quite remarkable. There's been great guys like said Looking Sharp. Um, is there anyone in say the, the Scottish scene that got your eye and I know you put a, a post on Facebook with some names of, of people who haven't been on shows as yet. Um, is there anyone that you want to get a hold of for a future FCW show? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, straight away, Grant McIver um, is um, one that I've admired from afar. Um, Caleb, um, I, I, know I've, I'd, I'd, I could think of a hundred things I'd love to do with Caleb Valhalla. Um, big, beefy monster, um, you know, and he's better than he thinks he is. Um, and I think he's he's going to be one of the big ones in Scotland, if not Britain. Um, and then you know guys like Jack Morris. I'd love to bring Jack Morris back and 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 looking sharp. Um, oh God, we we could sit here forever naming names of people I want to bring in. Um, you know, yeah, Scot Scotland's truly blessed with with the amount of guys and girls that are that are about. That can, I mean, if yeah. you just look at uh, other shows, I mean, uh, of course, Caleb up, up in Aberdeen, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a guy that as soon as I saw him, I was just like, wow, that's yeah. that's what a wrestler looks like. like if yeah. you go, you watch on the telly, that's what a wrestler looks like. And yeah, yeah. You, I'm sure once the shows go back on, give him a year, and I think he'll pretty much have everything kind of fine-tuned to, to being ri just ridiculous in the ring. Um, yeah. But you got companies like Discovery who have such a depth in in Scottish talent as well as bringing folk in as well from from abroad. Is there any anyone from outside of the UK that that you think we would would be able to to bring in for any dream matches of yours? Not off the top of my head, no. Um, I mean, it certainly depends on who's available at the time, um, and of course, the answer to that is nobody presently. Um, but that's certainly something we can think about once things get moving and shaking um, next year or whenever it is. Um, but yeah, bringing it, bringing internationals is, is you know, it's that's a fundamental part of doing a wrestling show from time to time, you know. So the logo for FCW uh, started off with, of course, this one that I've got adorned on right now. So yep. um, how how did you get it moved on from this kind of retro kind of thing to to the one you're wearing just now? Well. I mean, FCW was never really supposed to take off, so it was just, that was a very, very quickly made logo um, with a bit of sort of pampering with the graphic. Um, uh, you know, I'll always, I'll always love that logo that you're wearing, because, um, you know, it was our first logo. I made the logo, so it's always going to be quite, quite, quite close to my heart. But this one, um, I commissioned DD6 Designs. When it, when it became apparent that FCW was going to be something much bigger than I had first anticipated, um, I commissioned Luke to um, make us this one. And uh, this, is, this is the logo that we're going to be using on absolutely everything from now on. Hence why your t-shirt was quite cheap. Um, because we're, we're, clearing, we're clearing out the stock. But I'll always, always, always wear that t-shirt as well. Like that logo will never, that, that logo will never totally disappear. I quite like the uh, the old WWF uh, style two tone, yeah. which I assume that's what you're going for um, yeah. with it. And and I, like I said before we recorded, I'm a sucker for a ten pound t-shirt, and I thought that's 
I'm getting that. <laughs> That's fine. I'm all for, all for it. Um, so so we've covered why you went to Perth and and why you're going to Dundee as well and the logo and just everything about FCW. Um, it's, it's a, there's there's so many so many wrestlers in the country as well that that you want to that would be great in there like your Grant McIvers and and what have you. Um, what can we expect? I mean, you got your titles. There we go. We've got we've got your your titles that are still sitting, possibly gathering dust at the moment because it should have been around someone's shoulder by now. Why didn't I think to have my titles behind me? Wow. I, I know you've got quite a, a, a belt collection out with FCW as well. Yes. I'm right thinking that as well. Yeah. I, yes. I, I I have my my titles behind me because. Uh, this is my office, and to be a champion, I've got to have my belts around me. Of course, of course. It gets me through the day. If I have a really rubbish phone call with a client, I'm just like, I've got my belt around my shoulder. I'm a champion. Uh, so, uh, FCW belts. Um, the designs are, are, again, very retro, I would yeah. say. Uh, was that very thought out? Is, is that your, your thought process? Pretty much. I mean, the junior heavyweight title was the first one that we designed um, and it kind of took a spin from the the 93 WCW heavyweight title. Um, the one that they had when uh, Flair took the big gold to WWF. They made this new one. I always, I always liked it. Um, and I was, I was in two minds whether to have that design for the belt, for the junior heavyweight belt, or for the tag belts that are coming later. Um, but I have another design in mind for the tag belts, which will be hopefully revealed very soon. Um, uh, the heavyweight title, the red one, I basically copied from a Dutch championship um, that I seen on Pinterest, and I just thought, well, that's that's really cool, really unusual, and I'm I'm going to nick it and and just alter it slightly. And the women's title was um, designed between myself and a certain purple hair wrestler. So um, I've, I've, you can see the belts on your Facebook page, on the, on the yes. FCW Facebook page. Um, what I loved about them, I mean, it was just the, the different colour schemes because your heavyweight titles uh, got the red uh, belt strap, the women's has got the, the white and the junior heavyweight. It's black, isn't it? I'm trying yes. to remember the it's black. And the, the tag belts will be blue. I, I was about I was about to say, are they going to be blue? So again, was was that kind of important to to, to differentiate each division with that kind of different color strap, like, or was it just more no, like? No, I'm, I'm just more of a geek. Um, uh, I'm more of a belt geek, and I like like different color straps. Um, like obviously black straps going to look good regardless. Um, but I feel like the white strap for the women's belt stands out really nicely. The red strap for the heavyweight really is really striking. Um, I don't know. I just I just fancied being different rather than having all black straps, having different colour for each title. Again, it throws back that kind of retroness with the Ultimate Warrior with his uh, different colour strap for the WWF title and Sergeant Slaughter had the purple one, uh, which yeah. again is a great colour if you're going to do an air belt. Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic colour. Maybe if a yeah. certain purple-haired wrestler wins the women's title, maybe a, a different strap will be in order to... Yeah, to put if, on. If, I could, if I could politely and kindly ask you not to put any ideas on our head, thanks. <laughs> so speaking of the championships, um, I heard on a, on a different podcast that you've done 
Um, your kind of your your plan was just to, to at your next show get titles on everyone somehow. More uh, well, not the next one. It was not going to be Nay Mercy. Um, um, our our format was to do shows every two months. Um, and we were very much in the process of a tournament for the junior heavyweight title. I think we've got one semi left um, and then the finals. So everything was going to culminate in June at the Fair City Rumble show. Um, we were going to work towards um, a, a match for the women's title. We were going to have the finals of the junior heavyweight tournament and we were going to decide the heavyweight title in a rumble. Um, but of course, fate intervened. So the, we, we will we will get there. We will get there. Um, I know I keep saying that like the retro nature of, of FCW, but I like that the, the heavyweight titles be like ninety two rumble. The winner gets the yeah, belt. Exa- yeah, exactly. The winner is the champion. Yeah, exactly. Um, which which I love. I mean, like I I've, I started watching wrestling ninety eight ninety nine, so I I wasn't there for the for nineteen ninety two and all that kind of stuff. But I do love that you're one of the few companies that, that I watch anyway or keep track of that. They do kind of pick up that kind of uh, retro uh, nature and, and ideas and, and designs, and um, I think it's a really cool way to get older fans that stopped watching when Natch era may kicked off or when uh, WW folded to kind of get them back. Going, oh, this is kind of this is the wrestling that I I watched when I was younger, kind of thing. Sure. And then you go in and see yeah. uh, Big Caleb Valhalla, and you go, oh my god, I'm coming back to the next show because he is yeah. wonderful. Um, so, uh, for for anything for rest of your design, though, is the music also something that you've you've been heavy into, or is it kind of just just what fitted or what the wrestler brings to what the usual music is, or um, basically, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I generally don't pick the music for the guys. They they come to me like if I've got someone new coming in, I'll always when we're booking them, I'll always say if you've got you know a preferred entrance music, preferably if you've got a graphic, a logo, or a video ready send it all over to me so I can get it on the big screen. Um, and if not, then I will just pick you a random stock music um, on the day. But yeah, we generally like to just give the guys the choice of what song they come out to, providing it's not too uh, obscene. Uh, no, no, no swearing, uh, unless it's the, the, the show's in charge. So you said every two months was your initial plan until all this went down. Would that be your kind of plan moving forward in 2021 as well? Or would you kind of be kind no. of... One in Perth, one in Dundee, one in Perth. The plan is to do monthly, now go monthly, and it'll be Friday night Perth and Saturday night Dundee. So, like, just two shows over a weekend, or would just be spaced out? Yeah, two, no, two shows back to back once a month. All right, okay, so... And, um, with, with the church with the over-18 show, the plan for that is um, providing church um, successfully obtain their sports broadcast license and um, we will do four shows a year at church on the same night as the big four wwe pay-per-views so it'll be like say seven till nine thirty and church will be fcw and then you go downstairs to their next door pub which is called captain's cabin where they will do um a live screening of the pre-show and the pay-per-view fantastic it sounds, sounds like you've got a if everything falls into place you've you kind of covered You've taken the time during all this to kind of cover all your bases yeah. uh, for, for everything and, and settle things and, and what have you. Uh, so outside of wrestling, what's your passions? What, what's, what's the stuff that isn't wrestling related that, you, that you're into? Um, music. I'm heavy into music. 
Um, I could sit here all day and, and talk you through my mix list. Uh, you know, it, it covers alternative rock to you know fifties rock and roll to rap, R and B, classical. You know, dubstep. You name it. Um, and it's in there. I can spend my entire life just sitting listening to music. Um, and sitcoms, old old British sitcoms are a passion of mine as well. Um, from like Steptoe Son, Bottom, Young Ones, um, even more modern things like Black Books and um, Green Wings, Spaced. I'm into all these sort of weird cult sitcoms. So I, I like to, when we do this podcast. I like to, to find something I don't I don't particularly know about and to to learn a little bit more. Thankfully, sitcoms is something that pretty much if I'm not watching wrestling, I'm watching like sitcoms or or, or clip compilations on on YouTube and stuff like that. So a little bit about that um, music. Kind of I, I I grew up with late uh, early two thousands. Let's say what it is, crap pop. And that's my kind of wheelhouse. I give me give me a, a a Waterman rubbish beat, and I am all over it. Uh, so nice. so what would what would you recommend for anyone that's that wants to kind of get a little bit of your taste of music um, to listen to? Um, anything by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, sort of anything pre Stadium Arcadium. So like by the way. Um, anything by Tool, um, particularly the album Lateralist, um, um, an artist called Tom Vick, check him out, um, Oasis, Blur, um, Skrillex, Zomboy, Crystal Castles, honestly I could sit here all day, and that's, that's, that's probably gone from one end of the spectrum to the, well, from one part of the spectrum to the other in terms of music genres. Awesome. Um, just to, to swing back wrestling, because it just popped into my head, um, we, we have actually crossed paths very briefly in, in person, if I remember rightly. Um, uh, Elgin? W3L? Yes, Elgin? that's it. W3L, ring announcing. Um, so for, for W3L, did you do a little bit of just, was it just ring announcing, or did you do uh, a little bit of everything like you did elsewhere? Um, with W3L, it was mean. I've done ring announcing, I've done the merch table or the souvenir stand, as Wizard would like to call it. Don't call it the merch table around Wizard, it's the, it's the souvenir stand. Um, and I've also worked Gorilla um, doing um, entrance music and entrance videos for Mike as well. Um, so, yeah, I've got, a pretty, I've got a really good relationship with Mike as well. Um, you know, it's, part of being a promoter is building good relationships with, with other territories. So. Absolutely. And with that as More well. More of that, that, please. Yeah, and with that you would have you, that you had the um, the specially taped match for W3L Showdown. At, That's was right. Your, was it your second event or was it the third? I think it was, was it the third. I, I can't remember now. I, I, I just remember the I graphics. Think, I think it was one with the red I graphics. Was, so yeah, I think it was the second. Was, that was the second show. Yeah, that was the second show. Um, so yeah, it's it's going back to that that thing of just. This, I think that what we've learned since since uh, everything broke out and all the news and all the stories and, and everything is that it's important that these relationships are built upon and, and actually nurtured. And I think that you guys are, are certainly um, put out there that you're just wanting to 
everyone, everyone get along because so, it'll benefit everyone. I want to brush off the misconception of um, people that have been previously affiliated with Dundee. Um, you know, I'm not one of them. We are not one of them. Um, and hopefully 2021 will be a good year for building that reputation. I'm absolutely positive it will. I mean, um, it was very, it was when the first all came out, I'm labouring on this point, but it's, it's, it's like the biggest news story in, 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 in indie wrestling all year because there's been no shows to speak about. But uh, yeah, it, it's for, for us anyway at, at SWN, it, it was a very difficult decision whether to keep going because there were so many things that had yeah. come out and um, and I know you're very supportive and, and where we kept going because we're I think we're the only we're the only regular uh, Scottish wrestling um, site that's going. There's places that'll do a review every six months or something like that, but we're the only place that that's operating twenty four seven. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was thanks to yourselves and, and other companies as well going. No, no, just get rid of the bad ones and we'll be fine. And that's yeah. kind of how, how it's gone about. Um, just got a quick message in from a certain purple-haired haired wrestler just to tell you that you're a buttface. So I thought I'd at least throw that in there. Um, for those that are listening to the podcast feed, uh, you won't know this. But if you're watching the video, you won't know it either because we both look very similar. Um, it's, it's kind of scary. I was going to introduce us as the Mitchell brothers and I did the introductions, but I thought... No, it's a bit. Everyone will think we're going to speak. As long as, uh, as long as you're Phil, as long as you're Phil, I'll be happy. I, I think I, I am Phil. Just just from the extra chin underneath here, that's kind of going. Um, because I'm a really warm room. I'm super red, and it's not <laughs> it's not the same reason why Phil Mitchell's red. But you know, um, so so uh, a question I got that you you seem to like on Twitter, but I have no idea. I'm, I don't know what the reference is. Uh, is from Suplex Badger, and it says, "What is gingham?" And why does my wife go through ten rolls a week on stuff? I don't that know. If that's is a, that's a that's a Bill Hicks reference. Ah, Bill Hicks right. was a he was a stand-up comedian. Um, Suplex Badger's actually. Um, I don't know if he wants his identity revealed um, on Twitter, but he was someone that partook in our sponsored walk last week, um, and Bill Hicks was was a, a topic of conversation. So that's that's where that came from. How how was how did the walk go? It was fine. Um, well, I mean, uh, Kenny and, and, and JD and stuff, they made it to Perth much, much earlier than I did, to put it that way. Um, I almost gave up. Um, I think the killer was that we stopped um, halfway for a pint and we sat down and the muscles, you know, relaxed. And once we stood back up, that's when the pain set in uh, with about, 15 miles to go or whatever it was um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is we made it the fact of the matter is I made it um, and we raised so far £400 which is utterly amazing um, but you know if, you, if anyone out there still wants to donate um, it's justgiven.com slash fundraising slash FC wrestling and I would like to point out that any funds raised do not come anywhere near me um, it's all digital and it all goes straight to the Scottish Association for Mental Health. Fantastic. Uh, so we'll go through Kevin's annual, oh, annual. I do one a week, not annually. Uh, weekly question to, to ask everyone is, uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? Uh, I would say Velociraptor, just because I like the name. 
it rolls off the tongue, especially with a Scottish yes. accent. Um, I realise that I, I, every week I ask this question, every week I look less and less impressed that I'm asking it because I'm ask, I'm speaking to people that kind of got a little bit more hope, hold in wrestling, but are a bit more, getting more respected. They're not trainees. And I feel like I'm just like going, oh yeah, all this wrestling stuff, but what's your favourite dinosaur? <laughs> That's why I really want to know. That's the burning question. Um, this has been a, a fantastic chat. And I think before your phone dies again, we'll we'll do a little bit of a wrap. Oh, no, I'm, on, I'm on charge now. Don't worry, I'm on charge now. <laughs> is there anything that you want to? I mean, I'll, I'll do your plugs, your your, your social media plugs. Is there anything that, that you wanted to specifically speak about um, that we haven't covered so far on the podcast? No, I think we've covered everything. But I'm sure as soon as I hang this call up, I'll think of something. So, well, we could we could bank that for part two. Exactly. I'll, I'll be exactly the same. I'll, well, I'll hit end meeting and go. Should have asked you about. So and so. Um, anyway, yeah. So social media plugs. Where can people find Fair City Wrestling? Or if you want to, to give out your own uh, Twitter handles and what have you, where can people find you? Um, Twitter uh, is at Fair City Rest, R E W R E S, um, and Facebook and Instagram is just Fair City Wrestling, all in words. Um, you find me on Instagram at Gorilla Johnson, um, and also on Twitter at Gorilla Johnson. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Um, Anyone that's on Facebook pretended to be me is not me. Not that that's likely to happen. People that are on Facebook these days just make fake profiles um, with fake names, but never mind. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not, I've kind of scaled back my personal social media usage in the last little while because I find it to be just a black hole and it's depressing. Um, but of course, it's a great place to plug the wrestling and share positive stories about what's happening in the wrestling business. Um, in the last few months, yeah, my, my biggest problem with the with the troll accounts is they deactivate them, so I lose the likes because they like the the Facebook page or they follow the Twitter, <laughs> and then when they get caught out, they deactivate, and I'm just like, no, 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 keep it up, just to, to like move your email or something. I want to keep the likes on my page. Thank you. Um, yeah. Anyway, this uh, that's a whole diatribe that I can get into and just rage about for no reason. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us, John. Uh, this has been. Uh, a little bit chaotic in the middle there, but we, we had a Sorry. good. Uh, I had a good time anyway, and uh, hopefully, people listening to it will also have a good time. And uh, hope we'll get part two going when the shows. Um, maybe even. Well, here, I'll, so I'll tell you what, Billy. Right, um, when the shows get back up and running, and you make your um, travel arrangements to join us, then um, we can maybe set something up nice and early during the day to do like a round table with the whole team. Perfect. I was I was about to suggest if once you got shows up and running, you could uh, you could uh, employ someone, well, employ someone, just send someone to me, and we'll do a little bit of a preview the week before. But that sounds even better. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get something done. But yeah, I'm, I'll I won't, I won't keep you any longer. We've we've had a, a great chat and a great evening. And uh, again, thank you. Thanks for having me, mate. Really appreciate it.